and welcome all to the Misfit Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Taylor Reeves. I'm your co-host alongside my other co-host, Jacob Dupree, a.k.a. The Commissioner. And welcome to episode four, season two, hashtag episode 77, hashtag grow the show. Thank you to everyone that's been listening to us. Our attendance in the podcast realm is increasing by the pod. So we appreciate that. Thank you so much. That's always Jake. great. Also, you, you open very almost like NPR-ish. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, oh, hi, my name is Taylor Rees, and uh, welcome into the Misfit Fantasy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Sounded I'm, great. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm, I've, I'm trying here, and uh, yeah, I'm just, <laughs> I, I'm pushing through. It's one of, I feel like a football player, you know, they have like a Sunday night game, and then they're like, oh, crap, I got to play Thursday. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's kind of, that's kind of what's been <laughs> the, the uh, the work life continues and i was like shoot we need to film i said we need to record a podcast but the good news is i was like jotting down notes during all of this madness that was going on and uh stranger danger i mean good lord i mean this past week it. yeah this past week it's it's been amazing because they basically wrote our news which i, I like that i like that when we don't have to do too much prep work on that because as of right now this is still our side job but hey hashtag grow the show we have heard the rumblings about a potential patreon yes we are still working on that processes take it takes time things merchandise it all takes time trust the process okay jason garrett now we just ruined everything (laughs) we're gonna be mediocre for the rest of our lives you just heard it from taylor first that one's for you patty biggs new cowboys fan (laughs) Yeah, welcome to the league, man. Welcome. All right, so we got a couple of trades that went down. So the doctor, we haven't talked about the doctor in a bit. He uh, he traded for Nick Chubb and Dylan Five traded for Deontay Johnson and C. Bruce's second um, second round pick, which is first overall in the second round. Which, by the way, for those of you that don't know, this year for the rookies uh, for the rookie drafts, last year we did um, snake draft, but it's now linear. linear. So that yeah. Reinforce it. That means it goes from 101 to 112, and then it goes to 201 to 212. And that means the same person will be picking in the same slot each time it goes unless trades happen. So it's not going to go like, you know, you're not going to have the 112 and the 201. You're going to have the 112 and the 212 or the 16 and the 26 or whatever. So keep so that ne- in mind. Yeah. And so needless to say, there was uh, some draft capital that was getting moved around there, I think. You know, a lot of people see that as a second round pick, but in my opinion, I'm like, that's a top 13 pick. So yeah. you, you can't think of rounds. You have to think of, okay, all right. How, how many people do we have? That's the 13th pick. Who's going to drop? I mean, there's potential there. I mean, we've seen it in, in years past players drop. So yeah. I mean, last year, Devonta years. Smith, Jalen Waddle went one twelve two one in this league. And we saw how that panned out. I mean, Jalen Waddle was obviously the much better choice, but I mean, it's just kind of one of those things of, um, in most rookie drafts, kind of like you said, like probably the, the next four picks in the second round, you can consider back into the first almost in most drafts. This draft, I personally don't feel like it. Of course, you know, listen to our back episodes because you'll hear me say like, I'm not the biggest fan of this class. There's maybe four guys I'm like thirsty for. Other than that, everyone's just kind of meh. Of course, Chance probably just like gripped his steering wheel so tight that it bent the metal on the inside a little, but it's fine. Everybody breathe. It's Okay. It's okay. Yeah, and, and I think it was a win-win for, for both teams. Uh, obviously, the doctor, we'll talk about his move here in just a second. 
that he he got this piece to move into the next direction. But Dylan Five, you know, getting Deontay Johnson, who had a top 10 wide receiver year, and he's increased his catches each year, and he is clearly the bona fide number one starter for that Steelers team. But as we know, according to free agency, and I'm sorry, C. Bruce, there's a lot of changes going on with the Steelers. And there's potential even more news, which we're going to unveil after the break. Uh, a new little there's segment. There's a lot of it. There, there, there's, there's a, a lot of yeah. it. Just letting you know. <laughs> there, there, there's a new segment that uh, Jacob and I put together for this. And uh, yeah, yeah, the AFC North may get very, very crowded very, very quickly. Um, what are you talking about? To... It's going to be the Bengals and then the Browns, then the Ravens, then the Steelers, clearly, right? Like that's that's the odds. <laughs> <laughs> why don't, why don't I feel like C. Bruce is throwing his phone across the room? No, it's fine. It's not my phone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, I, I think both teams won here. And like, yeah. like we always say, as long as both sides are happy, love is an eye of the beholder. Yep. And uh, let, let's take a look here. So after that happened a week later, no, it was a day later. Oh, it was a day later. My bad. Yeah. So Kelton gets, Nick Chubb from the doctor and he trades for Mike Evans. So he traded Deontay Johnson and uh, his second round pick that he acquired via C Bruce to pick up, to use Nick Chubb as a game piece to pick up Mike Evans. So essentially what the doctor did was trade in Deontay Johnson for Mike Evans, which I think is a very good pick because, you know, Chris Godwin is still up in the air. And now with the returning of, you know, who, which we'll talk about later, Mike Evans can continue to have, I feel like, in in my opinion, a very, very good season because he also had a top 10 season. And now they're without the psycho Antonio Brown, so there's going to be more targets that can go around. You know, Gronk is most likely, my guess, is going to come back now because why not? What does he have to lose other than another appendage? Because he seems to be held together by braces and Velcro at the current moment. Right. But, I mean, if, if, doctor... If you have any inside connection with Tom Brady, like you have his personal cell phone number because you apparently knew he was coming back before we did, please let us in on this. Okay. That'd be cool because at the time it looks kind of meh, whatever. Like I would have rather had Nick Chubb, but now that, you know, he who shall not be named is back, which I mentioned his name a second ago. Now you look like a freaking genius. So congratulations. And then we'll move into, uh, we're, we're kind of transitioning here because I'm just going through the comments. So we're going to jump back and forth here on two different things. So midway through the week, LaVisca Chenault gets dropped for Juwan mm-hmm. Jennings. You know, I've been a little preoccupied with work, but, you know, I try to do a good job of check, taking a look at the comments here and there. I wake up early as I always do, and I take a look at the claim of the waivers, and LaVisca Chenault was bought for $95 of fab. Mm-hmm. On March, like March 7th, and we had a bid for $95, $55, 50, 26, 20. And I texted you and I'm like, am I missing something? <laughs> like I didn't like if, I didn't know if there was some news that was breaking on ESPN. And I know I look like a huge chump right now because I didn't even, you know, put any fab on, on this or <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky and different things. So I feel like, and you're like, no, you're not missing the boat on that. It's just He's 23. He's a slot receiver. They they have improvement there. And I, I agree with that. LaVisca Chanel is a pretty heck of a pretty heck of a good player. You know, he had that decent rookie year. And, you know, he was phenomenal coming out of Colorado. And, you know, hopefully with Trevor Lawrence, he's going to have a much better sophomore season. Uh, a la uh, Joe Burrow. And especially now with some signings 
that happened, um, which like I said, we'll talk here later. So I saw that and I was like, yeah, okay. And, and then, you know, um, I'm going to jump into another topic here. So we have that <laughs> waiver wire pickup and then Ben boy blue drops a very, very interesting conversation mm-hmm. that, uh, so <laughs> Let's, Which I love. I loved this yeah, Reddit thread that he sent us. Like I know, but I was I was afraid he was getting spammed because I was raised. At, you know, the internet is the devil, and it was so... the Prince of Zamunda <laughs> contacting you for money. Yeah, exactly. So he was like, he came in uh, a dude. Uh, uh, I direct message him on Reddit saying that he came in last in fantasy football and he had a task to do via Reddit and it was ask of twenty questions. So what happens? Our group you know, bands together and starts trying to strategize and figure this out. And I honestly don't know if there, there was an answer or we got a conclusion on that, but I just found it hilarious that our, our league is helping their league. And uh, yeah, we need to track down that, that answer, but it, it got into something about a MCU female character that they had a crush on or something like that. I I don't have Reddit. So when I was reading this, I was like, Oh, okay. All right, cool. Whatever. (laughs) So, you know, I, I, I missed out on the LaVisca Chenault and apparently I missed out on a pretty interesting conversation there <laughs> regarding MCU <laughs> characters. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. We'll circle the wagons here. We'll go back. This is a dad talking. We're going to go back. This is a teaching moment. Whenever it comes to LaVisca Chenault versus, you know, like that whole conversation. So the reason why you saw like a $95 bid, a $55 bid, and just all those other really high bids, is because this is dynasty, okay? When push comes to shove, even though he might have had a mediocre past two seasons, first off, last season he had the human trash can known as Urban Meyer as his coach, so no one succeeded. But anyways, second um, Urban. Yeah, he is only 23, and he has high draft capital to his name. We know that, that was several like coaching regimes ago basically by now, <clears throat> but the fact that that investment was still there and that he's still on the roster and he still has potential – as a 23-year-old who's moving into his third year in the NFL, there's still chances for that explosive development, that explosive growth. And at the time, he was the de facto wide receiver one in Jacksonville. And so at with all the information that Jantz, you know knew, because he's the one who got him for $95, he saw opportunity, he saw a chance, and he saw Doug Peterson coming in, who he's been known to move people around, okay? He's had success whenever he's an OC at Kansas City, whenever he was the head coach at um Philadelphia he is the guy who orchestrated that offense and he had a very successful offense and so as far as we know he might love LaVisca Chenault he might have been you know just the bee's knees to put a 1920 reference in there for you he might just you're welcome he might have just been like the favorite receiver that's there and so what happens if suddenly he gets you know 10 targets a game and he's a wide receiver too and you picked him up for 95 bucks and you have him on your roster for until you trade him or cut him or you know he retires so that's why we did that. And then Kelton was like, uh, he sent me a message like, why is it such a big deal? He liked how Juwan Jennings came on late in the year last year. And I told him there's nothing wrong with that. But you have to objectively look at Juwan Jennings is probably like the fourth option behind George Kittle, behind Debo, behind Ayuk. And then that he's fourth at best. It's not in counting Elijah Mitchell or some other running back. And so for me, I wouldn't have done it, but Kelton's happy with his ad and with his pickup because he said he liked what he saw. But yeah. Lovisca didn't do anything, so I'm like, whatever. It's your roster, your choice, your decision. You like your guy, I'm proud of it. I wouldn't have done it because Lavisca is also younger than Jawan Jennings and has had more success than Jawan Jennings. But like we right. said, 
if he likes what he saw, he likes what he saw. Go for it. Yeah, and 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 to to piggyback on, on Kelton's comment on that, I, I think he might have also looked at you know Brandon Ayuk had some injuries. Like the the San Francisco yeah. 49ers have been known in the past for injuries, so. I, I think if nothing else, it's a little insurance play. I think I think your cousin's learning from He's welcome from from, from <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah, picking up because you you've done that too. Don't act like you don't do oh, the, yeah, yeah. Do the yeah. exact same thing. Where it's like, why is Jacob picking up a random third third running back from Washington? I was like, oh, Dad, come it. And then it's like JD, you know, McKissick gets hurt or whatever, and you're just like. And then your inbox yeah. has a message saying Jacob Dupree sent you a trade on offer. <laughs> trade question mark. You in? <laughs> but but yeah, so that's kind of the thoughts with that. Whenever it comes to free agency acquisition budget, which is what we use, you put down as much as you're comfortable to that you okay, words. Whenever you want a player, you put down the most that you're comfortable with losing him to. So that means I put 55 bucks. I was comfortable if I lost him for 60 bucks or whatever whatever that's someone else want to pay that that was my price i'm not moving so as we go into the regular season yes all of our fab budgets will be replenished back to 100 but that's just kind of something to keep in the brain and we'll have a you know how to dynasty episode probably here in a couple weeks in between the draft and after free agency mostly ends and stuff like that yeah absolutely and especially as you get further uh deeper into the fantasy season as you're trying to get into the playoffs especially when you have you know last year one of the big ones was Taysom Hill was available and Jameis Winston went down and and they you know they found out you know Taysom's coming back from injury Trevor Simeon you know he's going to be the backup Sean Payton has already declared it and then it's like oh my gosh and then you know like you said we got no risk it no biscuit as uh, BA would Mm -hmm. say so, yeah, and then we went from that to the next one that happened like two days later. Miles Gaskin goes for $36, words. Um, so, They're Ben hard. Boy Blue, hey, Ben, how you doing? Uh, he won him for $36, and C. Bruce had 35 I mean, Oof. ouch, Oof. mama. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and plus, like, even at that time, Ben added a guy who at the current time was the only running back in town in Miami. And whenever he's been used, he's been fruitful. Now Chase Edmonds is there, so it's a little devalued, but you, you never know. Obviously, the odds have swung to the favor of Chase Edmonds, but we don't know. We're going to wait and see what happens. And uh, I, I see you're collecting quarterbacks like the Infinity Gauntlet. Shh. <laughs> <Still> no one. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I learned a few lessons about uh, the fab for – during the off season there guys it's and gals it's march 15th and we're 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 going ham full tilt and i mean we're not even to the summer yet we haven't had the draft things are just getting underway we're right now in the free agency period where it's that sweet spot between march 14th and the 16th and those signings will start to becoming official by the way no, I'm going to save that. I'm going to save that for the for the second half. <laughs> so that, that sounds like something that needs to wait whenever we unload the back half of this episode. Oh, yeah. Um, if this, if, yep. This, this episode is like a dump truck, okay? We're going to back it up, swing the doors open, and just dump it all on you. In yeah. a non-Odell Beckham, Beckham, you know, way. If you catch that reference, you're welcome. No, if you don't, uh, there's the internet. <laughs> Careful with that Google search. Ooh. Yeah. Like Mama said, the internet is the devil. It is the devil. <laughs> Amen to that. So, <laughs> do we go over the Devontae Adams thing yet? We did not. But uh, I didn't know if we wanted to kick it to the, the second half or not. 
Yeah, yeah, we'll put that on the second half. Leave okay. the people wanting. All right, just saying, as you can tell, this first half is a little short. If you need to go use the restroom, we both highly recommend it because Stand the up, uh, stretch, hydrate. Yep. The second half, especially if you have a long drive, if you're going from, you know, Durant to somewhere in the middle of Texas. This is the second half of this podcast is probably going to cover that drive. She's thick with three C's. And with that, we're going to go to a commercial break. We'll be right back after this. And welcome back to episode four, season two, hashtag episode 77 for everyone that's keeping count with the list. All right. Is it 77 or is it 76 and a half? Oh, gosh. Are we we still doing this? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) My bad. All right. So we've waited long enough. Here we go. The back half, free agency. Heck yeah. So we're in that free agency, not tampering period, but it's when they're able to have discussions and have deals in place. Yeah, it's the legal tampering, which is basically – they're signing, they're verbally signing contracts unless the Randy, Randy Gregory, who, you know, pulls a 180 on people, which sorry for you Cowboys fans out there. I had to throw that in there. Just step stab. So but, I, I'm still confused about that. Cause they're like, Oh, he's signing with the Cowboys for five years, 70 million. And they're like, no, he's with the Broncos. And then it came out again. I was like, no, he's with the Cowboys. So I'm like, is he with the Broncos or is he with the Cowboys? I don't know. I mean, regardless, it's the period where, there has been no pen to a paper yet, so therefore everything you have heard up to this date is technically promised conjecture. But as of tomorrow, you're going to start getting updates like they have officially signed, officially right. signed, and all that fun stuff. So expect your phones to be blowing up from sleeper tomorrow with all those alerts. Who does? By the way, they do a great job, and they're not a sponsor, but they should be. I'd wear a shirt with a little robot on it. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Okay, so we had some trades that happened last week that we need to get into. So Devonte Adam reportedly refuses to play on the franchise tag, which is huge because his quarterback just signed for four years, $200 million. So Jacob, my question to you is, is how they're going to get this figured out? Cause I know he wants a long-term contract. It's just figuring out the logistics of how they're going to put him under that cap. Now, along with his 62, which by the way, Aaron Rodgers is, is set to make $62 million mm-hmm. for the next two years. That's how much he's going to count. I'm just like, well, this, is, this is why. Yeah, this is why they can't pay anybody is because, like, I think it's like a third of their, or third or, yeah, it's like a third of their cap went straight to Aaron Rodgers with the situation. So I mean, like, kudos to him for making it all about him and not about you know like what Tom Brady does. He would r- routinely take like pay cuts or take less than what he was quote unquote deserved to make right. the rest of the team better, which is how he has almost you know two hands worth of Super Bowl rings, but that's beside the point on the difference of people. But I I don't know how they're going to do it. This team's probably not going to be great. They're going to be average, I feel like, because I imagine they're going to be cutting defensive players left which, and which right. Which they did. They, they I, they, I saw they were – who was it? Zadarius Smith they released, who was a huge so. linebacker for them in the playoffs. I believe so. But it's <clears> like that's that's kind of my my stance with that. I I, I will eventually be signed – but keep an eye on it because you never know. He might actually try to sit there and do nothing for, you know, pull a Le'Veon Bell. I mean, that it's very possible, but I also feel like Aaron is going to help them get that done regardless of what, what they're doing, you know? Yeah. But I mean, how is he going to do anything? All he's going to do is tell, you know, Devonte, Hey, I'm actually going to be here for like the next year. So just sign a one-year deal or whatever. 
Yeah, and I think that's what's going to happen. I think that was reported by Ian Rappaport. They're talking about their concern that Aaron's going to do this again in two years because he has he an out. He should do it again next year. Are you kidding me? He can do it every once. If he, he wins that if, franchise now. If he wins the MVP again this year. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm gonna oh, he, he, he's going to have a ridiculous amount, which, I mean, he's already getting paid an absurd amount. But, I mean, the next thing that's going to happen, I feel like, is when does Patrick Mahomes start wanting to renegotiate after this? Because, you know, he's like, they're all just crazy competitive ego, ego dudes, which is completely understandable because you need to be that to be able to be successful at the quarterback position to some extent, to some extent. All right. So speaking of people that, uh, golly. So Carson Wentz, he was traded once again. Didn't we just talk about this last year? Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah we did. It feels very familiar. And, uh, you know, this was right after the Russell Wilson trade, like literally the next day. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, the, you know, Denver backed up the truck for Russell Wilson, you know, multiple picks. That was too much. We talked about that. Go. You want to hear us hear me mainly rant about how you possibly ruined your franchise. Go back an episode. Yeah, please t- take a look at our back catalog. So Carson Wentz was traded to the Commanders. So Washington gets a 2022 second and third. Oh, wait. Yep, you're right. Washington gets a 22, 2022 second and third, 2023 conditional third for Wentz, and a 2022 second. Yes. So if Carson Wentz, I believe, it's plays for more than like 78% of snaps, that pick will go up to a second-round pick um, next season, I believe. But it is what it is. I mean, I think he's an improvement over Taylor Heineke um, just yeah. because Carson Wentz, I mean, like as much crap as we give him <laughs> last season, he did have 27 touchdowns and seven INTs. He was good when he needed to be good. Um, I'm not going to say it's, you know, a massive leap like going from Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater to Russell Wilson, but it's definitely an improvement. How much so? We have yet to find out <clears throat> because – while the commanders obviously don't have a Jonathan Taylor, they have a decent running back Antonio Gibson, although he might be injury prone here and there. They still, they do still have Terry McLaurin out there, but other than those two guys, that offense is kind of devoid of players. Yeah. I I'm very interested to see what happens with this running game and what type of offense they're going to run under Ron Rivera there. Who's uh, would you mind looking up the, uh, the offensive coordinator for them real quick? Cause I'm, I'm curious yes. to see what their philosophy is or what tree he's under. But anyways, I'll, I'll, I'll go to the, the thing that I want to talk about with Carson Wentz is, you know, they're talking about like, yeah, he's a bad locker room guy. Scott okay. Turner. Scott Turner. Okay. Yeah, that's that's going to be an interesting thing because, you know, it, it was like 2017. He had an MVP level year, tore his knee towards the end of the season, wins the Super Bowl as a backup or not as a backup, as a on the IR. Comes back from injury, has a pretty decent 2018. Then he gets injured again. Nick Foles comes in, they, you know, they're in the playoffs. So he was able to play decently well, and I think he – played well for the Colts. I think he was like 27 touchdowns to nine interceptions, had a really good touchdown interception ratio, but he also had a workhorse in Jonathan Taylor. And then, you know, we had talked about this in week 17, which by the way, if you haven't listened to that podcast, please go back. We talked about the Colts may completely collapse. We're like, could this happen against the Jaguars? And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. They completely imploded. The Colts don't get to go to the playoffs. And now Frank Wright is playing for his job. 
in Indianapolis. So Frank knew he had to hit the eject button because obviously he does not trust Carson to be able to get the job done to get them to the playoffs. Which he I, needs I, to make that move. I don't know why. Like, yes, obviously last year, I mean, Carson Wentz, he was 17-29 for 185 yards, a touchdown and a pick. But, and he also lost a fumble. <clears throat> but other than that, for the duration of the year, I mean, if I told you Carson Wentz threw for over 3,500 yards, you wouldn't believe me, right? He no, did. No, I, I wouldn't believe it, yeah. I mean, he was the number 14 quarterback in in fantasy football last season, and that's, you know, with a little bit of two, like 215 rushing yards and a touchdown. So I don't think he's hot garbage. I just don't think, you know, he's not, like I said, the needle mover of Russell Wilson versus the other quarterback. He definitely is an improvement, but as far as, like, rankings for Antonio Gibson – um, Terry McLaurin and whoever else to decide to piece together a wide receiver core with, I'm not going to get too crazy with it. I'm probably going to keep them right where they're at. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of is what it is. It's an upgrade over Heineke, but it's not enough. That's going to make me change my opinion on most of their skill players. Yeah. And he's been known in the past to really zero in on that number one wide receiver. So see Terry McLaurin's stock potentially go up. Possibly. All right, moving into the next one here. I know that's fantasy football. We only talk, talk about the offense, but some ways that the offense is affected is by the defense. Hashtag John Madden. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for stating the obvious. My favorite is, now you see what happens is whenever the water mixes with the dirt and the dirt gets all contaminated in there, it becomes mud and mud makes football slippery because slippery is wet. I'm like, yes, John. Thank you. MVP. Tough acting, ten acting. There you go. Boom, baby. RIP. Um, so Cleo Mack was traded to the Chargers. This was huge. So Chicago gets a 2022 second and a 2023 second round pick, which that just singles uh, signals to me. They're blowing up the defense. They're trying to rebuild around uh, Justin Fields and this new team with Matt Eberflus. Nice name. Yeah, yeah. So they still have Matt and Ryan. Uh, as the names, but they just flip. So they know anyways. Um, yeah. Don't, don't get me started on the bear. So anyway, so Khalil Matt gets out of that situation. He's now back in the AFC West. So uh, the chargers also signed former uh, new England cornerback, JC Jackson to a fat contract to five years, $85.2 million. So clearly the chargers are going all in Justin Herbert moving into his third year. They know that they need to try to get to a super bowl because Apparently, after you play three years, you're supposed to have a contract lockout. I'm looking <laughs> at you, Kyler. I'm very upset with Oof. you. Yeah, but Justin Herbert doesn't like to throw tantrums like Kyler does, okay? Kyler's kind of a child. Just saying. All right, I don't want to invoke this, but if just Sean Watson Bring has it. taught us anything, we don't know anybody. This is a value point, but that's also <laughs> supposed. We'll talk about that later in our Deshaun Watson In- segments. Innocent until proven guilty. I completely agree with that, but what I'm saying is, Money, a lot Money of different talks. factors can change individuals, and I have absolutely no problem with people maximizing their value. That's oh, yeah, not, no, that, if, yeah, I feel like we're a very player friendly yeah. podcast. It's like, dude, yeah. if you want the bag, you go get the bag, but there's, I feel like I have there's no problems with that. to it, yeah. But, but like you said, you know, it's a, it's a copycat league. So seeing what Arizona is going through, the Chargers are going, holy crap, we got to do this. And I think it was also, they knew the rumblings. I think it all happened at the Combine, hearing about Russell Wilson, possibly getting traded to Denver. Oh, crap, that's happening. And then now... Uh, they probably started th- making some phone calls and yeah. connections. So, so think about that now. You have Justin Herbert. You have Derek Carr. You got Patrick Mahomes. And you have Russell Wilson in the AFC West now. Mm-hmm. So you have Khalil Mack getting to play the Raiders twice a year which he's looking his chops Vengeance. about that. Yeah, this this is 
this is an amazing opportunity for Khalil Mack, not to mention that defense. You got Duran James on the back end now with JC Jackson. Then you also have Kenneth Murray, uh, you know, commanding have, that, that middle Asante linebacker. Samuel Jr., who's roaming back there as a corner. Like Joey Bosa and Joey Khalil Mack. Bosa. They just signed a big old thick boy as a defensive tackle for a run stuffer. His name eludes me at the current moment, but this defense, I think, just became like the leakiest faucet of the division to probably yep. the most like lockdown garden hose spin down. They ain't, it ain't leaking at all. Like this defense just got really good. So I guess my question would be is if the defense does take the step forward that we can kind of project with adding these big name and these star players is this going to impact the offensive output? Because, you know, a better defense means your offense probably isn't on the field as much or it's not needed to do as much due to your defense just being so locked down and just clamps. Uh, I think I think it's kind of 50-50 on that. I feel like with I, – I think there's potential for that, but I also feel like with Khalil Mack, you also have the potential to get more opportunities on the field. So I feel like it's – it's going to balance itself out in the beginning. It may, it may hurt. And we kind of saw that last year with the chargers. You had certain players that were not playing up to their potential. I'm looking at you, Keenan Allen, but that was because Mike Williams was going he did good. I know, but he didn't really start going off. Like we know him to go off till it was like week six or seven, because Mike Williams was having 150, <laughs> 50 yard games for the first mm-hmm. five weeks. So, so yeah. To put things in perspective, last season the Los Angeles Chargers allowed the tenth most total yards, so they offered they allowed over six thousand yards of offense. Okay, right. Um, if that number comes back down to middle of the pack, I think what will be improved on, like I think Austin Eckler and potentially whoever the backup is, whether it be Justin Jackson, Larry Roundtree, or uh, Joshua Kelly, whoever like that group, yeah, will probably be more safe because you know you're trying to melt the clock and we get the game over. So I think this might impact the passing attack like Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Um, they just signed a new tight end, I think. No, they re-signed a Donald Parham Jr. as a 6'8 monster. But anyways, like this might impact the passing game more than the rushers, but we're just going to have to wait and see what happens because when pushing the shove, he is still playing Russell Wilson and um, Pat Mahomes and Derek Carr for eight of their 17 games, which is most likely going to be offensive fling fest. Either way, whenever we decide to set up a Patreon, we need to set up a fund for NFL Sunday ticket. <laughs> yes. Yes. Please. All righty. So moving into the next one here. All right, Cowboys fans. Uh, you, you saw this one. Amari Cooper <laughs> traded to the Browns. So on, on one hand, I'm excited because hopefully Baker Mayfield. Wait a minute. Wait. Breaking news. Uh Deshaun Watson is looking at the Cleveland Browns. So who, who knows who's going to be throwing to Amari Cooper? Don't worry. We have that in another segment that we're going to talk about in a bit. So I had to do that bit. Yeah. So <laughs> Amari Cooper is now officially a Cleveland Brown. So Cooper and a 2022 uh, six round pick goes to Cleveland for a fifth and a six round pick in 2022. And Jarvis Landry was released. So mm-hmm. Jacob, I mean, where do you, where do you think Jarvis Landry is going to land? Uh, I think he has a lot of opportunity here. He's a, he's a very good slot receiver, but he's like 29, 30. The dude wants to go get the bag. I also see, I know the Rams have like six wide receivers signed, but I would not be shocked if he ends up being an LA Ram. I know it that just sounds a, crazy, but. I can see it happening. It just depends on if he wants to chase a ring or if he wants to chase, you know, good salary. Because if he wants a lot of money, I mean, there's a lot of bad teams need wide receivers like Philadelphia. They're thirsty for wide receivers. They got cap help. Detroit, oh, my God, they are just absolutely parched for wide receivers. 
They Jets. obviously have a need there. The Jets have a need. They can all give you large contracts, but they're most likely not going to win a dang thing next year. Right. Um, so that means like Kansas City, he could he could be good there. I could see that happen. Green Bay, if they could clear enough space for him, like oh, I can that see that happen. Awesome. That could be see cool. Jarvis on one hand and hopefully Devontae yeah. on the other. Yeah. And then like the Bills, that's another option that could be there. I mean, I mean, freak, as far as we know, Tampa Bay, if they have Tom Brady back, they're gonna have to push all the chips in yet again for one more year. So, I mean, like, I could see any of those teams being good, but we're just not going to know because when push comes to shove, he is a 30-year-old slot guy who, yes, he's been productive throughout his whole career, but he's aging, and it finally starts to show about now for wide receivers. But And then, and then with Amari, in my opinion, I, I, I think oh, we need the Browns to Browns got him cheap. They did, but I also feel oh, like they need to put TBD on, on him because depending on the quarterback, I think with either one that they're going to be successful, my concern is it is Stefanski's, Stefanski's offense and how they're going to operate that with the number one wide receiver. Because people are still arguing about, was it OBJ? Was it Baker? They're now saying because of the Rams offense that OBJ was not the problem. And so there's kind of back and forth on that. And I know I'm being doing uh, hypothetical on that, but you know, I mean, it could have been Baker. I, I mean, I'm hoping they're having those tough conversations this year, being like, dude, you're going into your fifth year. Mm-hmm. Now with the Deshaun Watson rumblings, it's like you need to get your ish together. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I'm I'm with you. I feel like he'll be okay. I probably will pick him as a back half wide receiver too, with potential of being an, an upper end wide receiver too. I don't really see wide receiver yeah. one upside because, like you said, that offense. Um to me, just the biggest thing is the Browns knew how desperate Dallas was to get rid of his contract. Yeah. So they got an absolute steal because like the entire league and like every defender lit up and was like, if this is all that Amari Cooper is going for, then what are we doing in this league? Because he's when he's healthy, he's one of the best receivers in the game. Oh, no question. No question. And so the fact that he just got dumped for a fifth and a sixth round pick is absolutely atrocious. But well done to the Browns. They're going to try to help out Baker Mayfield. But we can proceed with the chlorophyll. All righty. So oh, wait, this is Brucey Boy's favorite piece of news. <laughs> All righty, Bruce. Uh, please let us know in the in the comments section how you feel about this. So Mitchell Trubisky was signed by, yes, the Pittsburgh Steelers to be their starter. And I believe he signed for what, two years, right? Something like it was that. Like two years, 20-something million. They just released it a little bit ago. Um, Let me pull it up while you talk. Yeah, you, I'll, I'll, I'll jabber on. I am apparently a Mitchell Trubisky truther because I feel like he has been given a lot of crap for what's happened. Remember, he did give Allen Robinson a very good year. Um, I had his stats pulled up a second ago, but my computer freaked out. So, but anyways, I think he's going to be okay for that team. Like, I think he'll be about the same as been big as Big Ben last year, if not, and I think probably better. I do think that offense is probably going to have to mold a little bit more to what he can do like for instance 2018 was his best quarterback year he finished as quarterback 15 with 3200 yards 24 touchdowns but he also had 421 yards on the ground with three additional touchdowns so my thing is with Mitch Trubisky learning a year under Brian Dable talking with Josh Allen seeing how he does stuff while I'm not going to say he's Josh Allen I'm going to say that there is a chance that he can use his mobility kind of like the Steelers have been clamoring about Malik Willis for he could potentially, if he is the starter, he can use his mobility and he can make some plays happen. So I'm not going to sit here and say he's, you know, a starter in one quarterback leagues. Like he's not going to be the top 12 quarterback. I think he's going to be a really good quarterback too for super flex leagues. And I think he's just going to be a steady Eddie producer with 
Chase Claypool with Deonta Johnson with whoever they have as a third guy, probably James Washington if he sticks around with Pat Fryermuth. So I mean, Najee Harris. If he decides to throw him the ball, because that was also a year where yeah. Tariq Cohen was a thing because Mitch was checking it down to him. Yep. So, I mean, I don't think that this is necessarily a – this isn't a bad move, but this isn't going to make anyone jump real high except for me, apparently. I, I like it. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think it, I think it's a great pickup by the Steelers. And, uh, once again, the AFC North reloading, trying to figure out, finding players for good value. So, his contract, they released it. He He's going to make – at the minimum, guaranteed fourteen million dollars over the next two seasons, and he can make upwards of twenty-seven million. Which that's that's a uh, yeah, yeah. That's a piece I mean, of cake because Teddy Bridgewater basically got the same thing. And even speaking of Teddy Bridgewater, I think Mitch Trubisky is a better version of Teddy B. Like he's not going to sink your team, but he's not going to be the reason why you win either. I think right. No, I, I agree with that. And then there's also been rumblings that they still think that the Steelers are going to try to pick a quarterback at 20. yeah. Which I don't blame them because he's he's most likely a one to two year stopgap, but he's yep. a very good stopgap because as far as we know, if they draft Malik Willis, he already has pretty much a backups um, contract. Yeah, but he's also a guy that you can feel confident with in starting for your team and helping to get some wins on the board. All right, so moving into our next contract here. Oh, it's not a contract. Tom Brady on retires. Welcome back, buddy. Gross. He's returning for his 23rd whopping season. Wow, that was like what a month and a and some change. I mean like 38 days. I saw a lot of memes. It's like he spent 38 days with his family <laughs> and decided, nope, going back. Oh my gosh. And yeah, so Russell Gage signed a three-year $30 million uh contract with Tampa Bay. So my question is here. That obviously changes the board for the quarterback. So you still have Jameis Winston out in the wind. Obviously, Deshaun Watson, which we're going to talk about at nauseum here in just a little bit, because um, we we, we got to get into that because it's it's starting to heat up, obviously. But do you feel like with Tom Brady signing up again, do you feel that there is like do you see Leonard Fournette signing back up? What do you, do you think Chris Godwin is going to come back on the franchise tag? How do you think they're going to load up that team? Chris Godwin's already signed that. Oh, that's right, tag. that's right, yeah, that's he's right. He's back. Um, but I think. It makes it more appealing because as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I don't like it because as the Buccaneers, I feel like they were kind of prepped and ready to move on. They were getting their kind of just in that process to where they're starting to flesh some thoughts out. But now you kind of have to revamp and re-gear to go all in because with a 40,000-year-old quarterback, you know that the tenure is short. And plus this year they've lost, I think, three of their five starting offensive linemen which is a big loss because two of them were one of the best at their positions created by PFF and Alex Kappa and Riley Jensen. I, no, Ali Marpet. He was okay. the guy who retired at 28. My age. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. He made a lot more money than me, but anyways. Yeah. And um, Kappa, Kappa went to the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. So I'm sure Joe <laughs> to be Jamar able to get Chase in that. Good, yeah. And they're filling in that position where Aaron Donald made that last second tackle or not last second tackle. He made that fourth down sack. So if you have Kappa hmm. there, do you think it probably gets a blocking? little bit of a push? Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Jamar Chase catching a touchdown. Oh man, that would have been I'll, awesome. I'll have to resend that meme just to refresh everyone's <laughs> memory. But the thing that I will say that I am concerned, like for instance, I'm going to be lower on Tom Brady than most people just because I see the losses at the offensive line that has happened. If Leonard Fournette doesn't come back and resign or another running back of note, it's going to be all on his 
antique shoulder that apparently is still shooting absolute missiles. So I'm, I'm not going to say I'm worried. I'm not going to say he's going to do bad. I'm just saying you might temper expectations from even last season, but we'll see what happens. Cause for, in my head, I see the Peyton Manning wall and that's what terrifies me as quarterbacks age. Cause he had it yeah, until uh, it was suddenly gonzo. Yeah. And I know all Tom Brady eats is avocado toast and whatever. And we have an avocado shortage. Yes, we do. See, look, there it is. The dots are already connecting. Thanks. And and you know, it's going to happen. He was retired air quotes for 38 days. So, you know, he probably had like maybe six ounces of a beer. (laughs) He maybe, he maybe had a bowl of ice cream and he's going to blame himself if they lose the Super Bowl Cause he'd be like, I had that six ounces of beer on February 15th. Yep. All right, so moving into the uh, next signing here. So with the trade of Amari Cooper's giant contract, Michael Gallup, who's coming off a torn ACL, was able to sign a five-year, $62.5 million deal with the, the uh, with Dallas, which is a much more team-friendly deal. Deal, And then the Cowboys offensive lineman, Lael Collins, is doubtful to be traded, but will likely be released in the coming days. So the offensive line is getting worse, like I said. Last week, as I ranted at nauseum, and I will continue to say, it's like 2012 all over again. The team is, you know, was built up, and we had an awesome chance. And now the offensive line's falling apart, and I feel like Dak's going to be running for his life and needs to watch out for injury concerns. Again, <laughs> yeah, I'm Dallas, and you know, I've said this for a long time. Dallas, I feel like dark days are on on the horizon. Just because of what we're seeing from the team, that offensive line is getting older. Uh, Connor Williams, their swing swing tackle that they had for forever, no longer with the team. Lyle Collins probably walking because I think their backup Terrence Steele. They said they liked how he played, but hey, um, just to kind of drive the nail into your heart as a cow, as you know, you being a Cowboys fan and all, um, who has the higher percentage on the Dallas Cowboys cap this season, Ezekiel Elliott or every wide receiver on the roster? Oh, it's got to be Zeke because I hate it his is, contract. It's Zeke by like a solid 3%. Okay, so Zeke God. is 8.27 of the Cowboys total cap this upcoming season. Oh, I'm going to need a drink after after we record. You're welcome. But yeah, thanks, so like, thanks. That's just, that's the state of kind of where the Cowboys ah, are at and where their money is tied up at. So darker days are ahead. I think CD Lamb, this means he's going to try to be pushed to be the absolute wonder number one for that. Um, team oh yeah i have my concerns because with an excellent receiver and amari cooper on the other side even if he was kind of hampered with an ankle injury here and there but still played through it right coverage still had to roll his direction now it's going to be oh look it's cd lamb let's triple team him let's put a guy you know let's bracket coverage this guy right i'm i'm interested and terrified i think he can do it but there's also the side of me that says i really don't think he can but anyways that's that's just me. Yeah, and moving into our next topic here, we we move out to Arizona. So Zach Ertz gets a three year extension with the Arizona Cardinals. I think this is a terrific signing, especially oh, yeah. considering they have no wide receivers now, which we'll talk about here in a second. Um, but they were were able to resign James Conner to a three year deal worth $21 million. Um, so I, I like both the signings. My only concern is his depth uh, at this point, the, mm-hmm. the way that they're having to sign, but kudos to them. 
on being able to figure that out. So right after James Conner signs that contract worth 21 million, Chase Edmonds agrees to a two-year $12.6 million contract that includes 6 million of that guaranteed with the Miami Dolphins. So the Dolphins have Miles Gaskin and Chase Edmonds in that backfield. You you want to hear my 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 sneaky thought? All right, go. They're still going to draft one of the top running backs in second round this year. Okay. Okay. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen, March 15, while we're recording second round running back going I'm, to Miami. I really feel you like it's going to be one of the top three running backs. They're going to be looking for like possibly a thumper. So one of the bigger guys, which is Isaiah Spiller or prayerfully Brees Hall, if he makes it there, I, um, I, I he might, you I'm never know. Take, uh, you never know. True. True. true you never true. know. But because there's a chance you can get there because they have a decently high second round pick. Um, but still, it's one of those things of I think they're still going to add somebody else, whether it be free agency or draft. But it's still an exciting thing because, I mean, they literally had this deal announced like the second the window was open. Right. But I'm interested. And just a quick thought on Zach Ertz. There is a chance that he could be a top five fantasy tight end this year. Um, I've heard a lot of people sit there and talk about how, you know, they don't like it because of X, Y, and Z, or he did it without DeAndre Hopkins. And my thing is, Currently, who else is going to be there? Like, they're going to end up releasing A.J. Green, who's 34. And Andy Isabella is searching for a trade. And then the only other guy that's there that didn't that's of note is, like, Rondale Moore and Antoine Wesley. Like, yeah. currently, in my, what I see, Zach Ertz is the number two passing option. And here's a little fun fact for you. Um, Zach Ertz was tied with Cooper Cup for green zone targets, which is from the 10-yard line to the goal line. He was yep. tied with Cooper Cup. Wow. So if the touchdowns swing towards him, he could be a top five tight end. I mean, last season he was on pace for, I think it was like 60 catches, 800 yards and three touchdowns, two touchdowns. Yeah, it's crazy. I think that he could be sneaky, but he's already on my rosters. So step off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So more, more signings that the Dolphins made former cowboy Cedric Wilson signs a three-year $22.8 million contract. Connor Williams, Signed with the Dolphins and Teddy Bridgewater is signed as a backup. So be able to help with a little tutelage there for Tua. Yeah, I did use tutelage and Tua deal with it. A lot of tease. But yeah, so the Dolphins uh, looking like they have a good deal there. But And so Arizona's losing players. Cowboys are losing players. And speaking of an Arizona player that's lost, Christian Kirk is set to make a ridiculous amount of money mm-hmm. with the Jacksonville Jaguars. So he signed a four-year deal worth up to $72 million with a $20 million signing bonus. Listen to this. He is getting paid more than Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, and DeAndre Hopkins in cash value this year. Jacksonville also made a huge signing with uh, Brandon Sharif to a contract that will make him one of the highest-paid linemen in the NFL. I love that signing of Brandon Sharif. I love it. I, wish, oh, yeah. I wanted him to go to the Dolphins, but apparently it didn't work out. And not only that, the Jaguars are probably going to drop a top flight lineman with that number one overall pick. So they're loading City up. Fuhoko. Oh yeah, they're 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 uh, reloading and getting things ready for Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson's going. Hey, we got you, big fella. We're we're, we're getting you. We're getting your help. They also signed Zay Jones, who is a sneaky good sign there. Three years, $24 million contract. You know, he was the second, was he the second or third wide receiver out of uh, Las Vegas, correct? After the Henry Ruggs incident, he was the number one outside receiver. Yeah. Obviously, um, Hunter Renfro, the uh, eternal non-zero, was the wide receiver one for that team. But Ooh. 
he came on late during the year and he is, he's someone that I have some excitement for. All righty. So moving into, so at the moment, Alan Robinson, how is still dare there. you skip Evan Ingram signing in Jacksonville? Oh, sorry. I missed that part. Shame, Ed, shame, shame. <laughs> so with the trade, obviously with the chargers, Evan Ingram signed a one year. Di- yeah. No, 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 wait. Wait, wait a second. He was at the Giants. Ah, that Evan Ingram. Butterfingers. Do you need to take a drink of water for a second? (laughs) I mean, I can talk about Christian Kirk for like like three seconds. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. (laughs) Uh, Christian Kirk, I don't think it's – I think it was a lot of money on a guy that they just kind of needed. Like, I think they just had to outbid better teams, so they threw a lot more money at him. I'm not expecting anything crazy, but I do think that there is upside here. If you want to trade for Christian Kirk, you need to do it now. I know this price value just um, peaked in Dynasty, but there is a shot that he can be the favorite target for Doug Peterson offense. Say what I might want to say about Trevor Lawrence and how I'm concerned. Now he has some better weapons around him with Christian Kirk and Zay Jones and Evan Ingram. So I feel like there's a chance. And also, you know, the human garbage can is no longer there coaching him. So the time to buy Jacksonville players is today, not in a month. Oh, yeah. No question. And then Allen Robinson uh, at the moment is still available. He's looking at Kansas City, Detroit, and half of the league is interested. So you have Allen Robinson, you have Jarvis Landry out there swarming around some of the top teams in the NFL. Jacob, where do you think Allen in- ultimately ends up signing? I personally think he's going for a championship. Um, okay. So my money would be whoever's the best-looking team so like Kansas City right now. I think they have to be the favorite. If they don't sign Juju Smith-Schuster, then it will be Allen Robinson, and I'll stake a claim to that now. And uh, I saw the note on this next one. J.D. McKissick. (laughs) Go ahead and read that with it. (laughs) J.D. McKissick signed a deal in Buffalo, and then he put in, do you want to trade for Jarrett Patterson now or yet? Um, Washington said that they're still trying to add a few more capable um, so what that tells me is there's potential that they're going to probably draft another running back. Maybe I'm, I don't know. I think this is going to be, they're going to sign a depth, a depth piece. Uh, it's yeah. probably going to be more of a scat back kind of guy to replace that. I'm JD McKissick because Antonio Gibson is in line now to get that role. But I mean, I don't know for some reason that that team has just never wanted to use him in that three down role because I think he consistently picks up a small nagging injury which is also why you should trade your second round pick for Jared Patterson to me, because, you know, you need, you need that. You need the con- consolidation of the backfield. Cause I, I see that. I see it's, that. We, 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 we can talk about it. We can talk about it. You know, I'm going to get it uh, offline, offline. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I think JD McKissick going to Buffalo is huge. I think he has the potential of being a uh, first, first, uh, you know, two down back for them. Cause they obviously need it with devil Singletary. Sorry, Devin Singletary and, excuse me, Zach Moss, you know, having the splitting of the reps. They had some issues there. And, of course, you know, obviously Josh Allen going, screw it, I'll just take care of it myself, which he he did extremely successfully. But if he's going to have longevity in this league, they need to figure out a way to get a, you know, a, a back that can take the load off of him, so to speak. And I feel like with J.D. McKissick, there's potential there, even though he's kind of got that scat back kind of ability. Um. I don't know. This is probably a bad example, but I don't know if he's going to be able to do this. But remember when Miles Turner was backing up LaDainian Tomlinson and he went to the Falcons and just went off? LT went to the Falcons? No, no, Michael Turner. 
Oh, yes. Yes. Now I'm with you. Sorry. I thought you were talking about the coach. I'm here with you. <laughs> so I think there may be potential there. I'm not saying that Antonio Gibson was lighting off, lighting up the world, but I think there's potential there that if they give JD McKissick the opportunity, it, it could get interesting. I guess I'll, 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 I'll disagree with you on that. Cause I think he's just going to come in and kind of be the third down back and just be kind of the more of a receiving guy because they don't really have TJ Yeldon anymore. Who was filling that role. Um, Devin Singletary can, but he's not great at it. Zach Moss didn't really show anything. So I think it's going to be the one, the first and second down is going to be Devin Singletary. And then JD McKissick will come trotting on because he is a very good third down receiver. Like, I mean, heck with Alex Smith. And I know this is Alex Smith. I'm talking about both Alex Smith. I think he was like a top 20 running back for a big stretch of the year because he was just getting reception after reception after reception, but we shall see. Alrighty. And then the next topic we have. So the New York Giants signed Terod Taylor to a two year, $17 million uh, deal. And I completely agree with your note here. Suspect for sure. Suspect. They brought in one of the most capable backups that the league has seen like the past 15 years. And I mean, like, this is pretty suspect because, hey, who can do more of Brian Dayball's system? You think Daniel Jones or Terod Taylor? Oh, Terod Taylor, no question. I'm just, just, I'm not saying, but I'm just saying. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think there's potential there. They're, they're giving a wink and a nod to uh, Daniel Jones and being like, okay, here you go. You, be- you better show up, big boy. Use that Duke brain of yours and do something. Yeah. All righty. With the last couple of minutes we have here for this episode, we wanted to introduce a new segment we like to call the Watson Watch. <laughs> All right, just, all right, everyone calm that. down. Okay, look, like, name, like, okay, like, I get it, okay? Like, okay? If you don't like it, I'm, I'm not sorry. Exactly. So, Deshaun Watson was cleared of criminal charges, which, you know, like we said, innocent until proven guilty. Um, but far as from a fantasy and just a football perspective, Deshaun Watson has rejected everyone except for New Orleans and Carolina that was reported a few days ago. The Panthers mm-hmm. and Saints were supposed to meet with him within the next 48 hours. This was two days ago or a day ago. The Colts weren't allowed to talk to his agent due to them both being in the same division. Which I think is funny. Yeah, because they're with the Texans. I know it's hilarious. And then the Falcons have emerged as a potential landing spot. And now he's meeting with Cleveland. So obviously his quote unquote short list has grown. And I think with all four of them is extremely interesting because you have established quarterbacks well relatively established everyone calm down in cleveland what say what you will about baker there is stability there and then in atlanta you have matt ryan who still has like a i think it's over 60 million dollars that's due to him over the next two years Mm -hmm. and him going to atlanta which that was that could be very intriguing him there or even Cleveland. And I would like to see that because I know Davis Mills was interesting, but you know, having Baker being traded to Houston, I think that could be interesting from a perspective of not only from a football perspective, but the fact of that he is from that Austin kind of area. Austin's relatively close to Houston, Texas, and just the Oklahoma fans in general and being able to boost their revenue. Cause I could see the Texans seeing it from that perspective. Mm-hmm. And then also the fact of just the amount of draft picks that the Browns yeah, have. The, that's the thing that I'm the most curious to see is which <clears throat> of these teams can pay the most in draft picks or like immediate, like compensation that will help the Houston Texans start a foundation. Like 
I don't know. I, I still have a feeling it's going to be a team that has a somewhat young quarterback or they have just a copious amount of draft picks. So, like, I'll still throw Seattle out there, even though, like, he hasn't really been connected with them recently. They just came into two extra draft, two extra first rounds and two extra second rounds over the next two seasons, along with a couple other players. Right. And there's even some rumblings that they re-signed Will Disley because no fans are part of another trade package that they're trying to get from somebody else. Huh. That could just be a rumor, but it is what it is. It's the offseason. We live on rumors. Oh, yeah. So, Without a doubt. I guess the real connection that we have here is the fire is heating up for Deshaun Watson to be on a new team potentially by the end of the week. So that means, Bruce, you have to wait seven days until like maybe we can make a negotiation because we've been sparking that off pretty quick because I kind of want them while I can get them. But <laughs> it's one of those things of we don't know where he's going to go, but if I had to put a bet on it, it will probably be Carolina because Sam Darnold still is a young guy who can still show up. They have picks, they have cash space, they have availability, and they're not in the same conference. So... That's kind of my pick for where he's going to go. So that means DJ Moore potentially could shoot up, which I know this is hampering our trade negotiation for DJ Moore, but I'm a man of the people. I'm trying to be honest with it. I foresee him probably going to Carolina more than anywhere else, but that's just the humble opinion of a Southern Oklahoma and home slice who has no connections. I see. I, I disagree with that. I think he, he may go to New Orleans, the other division rival. And I find it interesting that he's talking to all of the NFC. True, but they also have Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. And I understand Dennis Allen is not a great head coach in the past, but I I could see them making that push simply for the fact of that they need to add stability to that team, especially now since Sean Payton is gone. And Deshaun Watson can definitely bring stability to an offense. And I would just like to see that dynamic backfield between him and Alvin Kamara. I could see him going to Carolina too, because him and CMC, but how long is CMC going to stay healthy? How long is Alvin Kamara going to stay healthy? I think Alvin has proven to be healthier than CMC. If we're, we're going to put him, you know. Oh no, you're right. Cause CMC only played here. 10 of the past 33 games, which now I've said in three straight episodes and I have zero shame about it. Where's Beetlejuice at? Oh. I don't know, but I'm getting nervous. <laughs> but the thing about Alvin Kamara to me, like, I just, I just feel like the team that has the best energy to be able to trade, because even the Panthers have Terrace Marshall they get there out there, who's a young uh, receiver they drafted last season. It's like that will, that will be my pick because I feel like that kind of makes sense for both sides. But once again, that's just me. Now, Taylor, if you had to pick a team for him to go to, where would you want to see him go to for the most fantasy success with some plausibility of trade so i mean like you know we can't mm-hmm. say i want them to go to the cowboys because they ain't gonna right. do that you're okay? right right i think i may shock some people here i would like to see him go to cleveland really yeah why and do you do that to deshaun watson's career <laughs> because i think he can bring stability he now has amari uh, amari cooper they got that they have austin hooper of course he has kareem hunt he's got nick chubb in the backfield he's got a terrific running running team or, or running running backs and then offensive line is good. They can bring in some other stability there. Kevin Stefanski can let that offensive go and give also at the same time, give Baker a a new clean start. And I I think it would help all parties, not to mention uh, there's a good chance that he would get to play the Texans, which I think in the back of the the crevice of his mind, he wants to do uh, or wherever bill, bill O'Brien is coaching. 
uh, which right now I guess is still currently Alabama, but if he comes back to the NFL, you know, I'm sure he wants to <laughs> get after them. And who knows? I but that that's my pick on that. I think that's where he could probably maximize his uh, potential there, in my opinion. If I had to flood out my guess, honestly, I think the Seattle Seahawks would be where he would see the most fantasy success with what we currently see today. Because if you're telling me he walks onto that roster that has DK Metcalf, which has Tyler Lockett, which has no Fant on it, and like whatever running back they want to get, I don't care who it is. Right. I really think he would probably have the highest ceiling with them just due to the receivers that he has around him. But then I'll you know swing over to Carolina and say, in my opinion, it's kind of a similar situation. Obviously, the receivers and the situation is probably better in Seattle with just player-wise. But if he comes into Carolina and he has a connection with DJ Moore, Terrace Marshall can take a next step and whoever they want to get as a tight end or, you know, even Christian McCaffrey makes that makes up that third person. All of a sudden that offense is probably one of the top eight to 10 in the league. Oh just yeah. No because question. Of the connection with him. So that's, that's my two cents. And as a Deshaun Watson manager in the OG league, I'm okay with it. <laughs> All righty. Well, with that, we're going to, you know what? Hold up a sec. I think I'm going to put out a poll on Spotify for this. So uh, keep a lookout for that. If you don't have Spotify, please take a look at it, uh, download it, take a look (laughs) at it on the Spotify. Yeah. Or anchor, like they should show up on both. Uh, If not, please let us know. Uh, But I'm going to put a poll poll out to see which team you think Deshaun Watson will end up at. All righty. So we're going to say goodbye for now. Thank you to everyone that's been listening to us. Hashtag grow the show. We're working on some different things. We're in season two. Now we're kind of in the groove of things. Who who to think that this time last year, well, we're almost there, but who would have thought this time last year, almost around this time that you and I would, you know, start discussing this and thinking about it and where we're going and, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's a crazy, crazy wild ride. Yeah, I mean, the fact that in less than a year, we've hit over 1,100 listens to me is crazy. And I still think there's more coming because remember the last time when the app yeah. just randomly uploaded like 300 <laughs> listens or whatever? The data dump. I think that's coming probably here pretty quick. But still, the fact that, you know, obviously, thank you very much for everyone who's listening. Um, keep sharing us with your friends, your enemies, your grandmothers, whoever can get a listen. We don't care because as this grows, we grow our capabilities with like merchandise like you know, we can do shirts with Captain Avocado Toast, with the Human Garbage Man, with stuff like that, stickers. Trademark pending. Trademark pending. I mean, if you want to, when we open a Patreon, I will happily read a, read a prompt from someone that is paid from that to like, you know, a dig is an insult or whatever to someone else in the league or just whatever. Like, I'm like, hey, this episode today is brought to you by Steve Bruce. The Cowboys suck. See, maybe something <laughs> like that, but obviously with much more passion and flair. Right. But that's that's an option that we're working on. And if you have any ideas to help us expand the show, make it better, reach out to us on Twitter at misfit underscore FF or email us at the.v.misfit.ff at gmail.com. We're answer, we will answer all of your dynasty questions, commissioner questions, trade questions, meaning of life. The calendar question, which now I kind of want to do for our leagues as a last place punishment because that's hilarious. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, with that, we'll say goodbye for now. Hope everyone has a terrific week and we'll see everyone back here for episode five of season two, hashtag episode 78. Grow the show, everybody. So Taylor, we want to talk about Jarrett Patterson now. Yeah. Yeah. Let's uh, let's, let's go offline for a little bit in this baby. That got real sensual. Not nothing weird (laughs) is going to happen. Everybody. Okay. (laughs) Move. Okay. We're going to converse as two humans do from a far distance with civility and clothing on. 
Alrighty. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see y'all later. <laughs>